0: Now the second the um uh, Yemei Chabad for the second day of year, base year. Uh, this is the birthday of the Rebbe Maharash and this took place in the year Tov Kuft Tzadik Dalit, that is 594. Second day of year 594 equals. Okay, so that's May 11, 1834. Now you know it's it's interesting. People are born on, on various days, and we just usually use the day of the month as identifying what's your birthday. But especially during the Sphere of Days, by the way, it's happy birthday, Yochanan. Yesterday was your birthday. Today's your birthday. Today, today is my birthday.
1: Today's your birthday. I didn't bring anything to you because I'll bring it tomorrow. Okay, so <laughs> anyway... Right. Not, is real and unreal? <laughs>
0: okay, so anyways... Uh, okay, anyways, so um, usually people identify also when it comes to a, a sphera days, when we count the sphera, there's another way of identifying because as you know, during the seven weeks of the uh, spherata Omer, every day we sort of mention a certain attribute, a certain emotional attribute. So like the first week, we deal with chesed, that is kindness. Within kindness, we go through the seven different, within kindness, so you have chesed, Shabi chesed, you have gavura, Shabi chesed. Just to give you an idea, I mean, there's a lot to discuss, I don't want to get involved in that whole discussion now, but as, for example, uh, you say kindness. Now kindness is the general attribute but kindness has various different manifestations. It expresses itself in different ways. Kindness can express itself by giving something. That would be called chesed, Shebechesed. chesed. It's a kind act which is a kindness which is expressed in kindness. But sometimes a kindness is expressed in not giving is taken away. If you, for example, take away a damaging uh, toy from a child, it may be an act of gvura, of taking away, of strength, but it's really a kindness. Sometimes when you need to discipline a child, it expresses itself in a gvura, in a stringent way, but it's really a kindness. As it says, for example, a person will discipline his own children it's because he loves his children. Why doesn't he discipline somebody else's children? Is because he couldn't care less about somebody else's. I well, mean, he should care about somebody else's child too. But so there you have an expression of your kindness through gevura, and so on through the different attributes. So every the first week after Pesach, when we start counting the first sfera, we deal with the emotion of kindness with all of its details as it expresses itself in all details. The second uh emotion would be the motion of gavura of uh, stringency. Now gavura means an act of strength. Uh, maybe an act of rejection or an act of severity. but so gibor. But sometimes you can be through your strength can be <coughs> through a way of giving, sometimes denial. That's why we also have it in various different uh, manifestations, gevura should be gevura, chesed should be gevura, gevura should be and so on. The third one, third week, is tiferes. Tiferes is considered the beautiful, the beauty. Tiferes really means, also usually means the combination of chesed and gevura together, the combination of kindness and stringency, sort of mixed together. While a person who's kind doesn't see uh, you know any bad at all he just gives so sometimes of chesed you can end up giving people who are undeserving and then you're going to cause trouble you know if you allow uh, for a criminal to go free you may be kind to him but you're going to be doing harm to the people so a person who's a kind person who's a softie who just gives to everybody isn't always the beautiful way uh, on the other hand you have the level of gavura, which is rejection. Anybody who doesn't deserve, nobody gets a break. You know, it's justice is going to prevail. That's strict looking at the thing, the law is the law, and that's it. And that is also sometimes, as you read now, you're reading in the, uh, some of the blogs, that they're trying to change some of the laws. Somebody who was caught with a little crack or something like that can get like 15 years in jail. You know, they have no record, they're no criminal, they just, you know, whatever. They gave in to their, uh, I guess, to their habit and then they and they lock them up for 15 years. So that's also not, so, but Gevura doesn't distinguish. Tiferis is basically a combination between Chesed and Gevura, which basically Tiferis says that, okay, you know what, we need to take into consideration, you know, the person may not deserve so Gevura would say, doesn't deserve, out, you're out. Teferis says, you know what, he may not deserve, but let's still be kind with him. We're still going to go beyond. That's it. So it's not just giving everybody, but it's just being able to mesh together a little stringency, a little bit kindness, and together, that's why it's called teferis. It's called beauty, because it's a beautiful way.
1: It's like being a good parent.
0: Yeah, well, like a good parent, a parent. is a right? It's exactly. Like
1: you have to be not harsh, but you have to say no to your kids sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sad, but...
0: but you know, that that's for their benefit outside eventually. Yeah. out of love. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but the, the deferred is... not very good that. Yeah, well... <laughs> don't, don't can't say no? Yeah. I
1: can't say no to my kids.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's an expression in the verse that says that... I mean, this is not for the current times. This is a passage, it's a verse. It says... One who withhelds his stick hates his child which re- really essentially means that if you don't discipline your child you don't make sure then you don't love him you actually hate him because you know you don't give him the tools that he needs to be able to deal be an adult, uh, to drill to- really, and you're actually not helping him out in his life you're but an- anyway
1: an- yeah. yeah but
0: in any event the word tiferes means beauty. Now, okay, Tiferis also has this beauty sometimes express itself in an act of Chesed. Sometimes express itself as an act of Gevura. Chesed would be an extreme, just a giving because of beauty or Gevura denial or Tiferis, which means that would be tiferis, tiferis would sort of be the beauty on the beauty, which means it's a beautiful character, it's a beautiful trait, and it also expresses itself in a very beautiful way. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, we learn like in the Pirkei Avot, we learn in the Ethics of Our Fathers, which we're going to start learning, we say uh, something which is beautiful, meaning it accomplishes what it needs to accomplish. It is also something which people see as a good act. It's all over. It's good for people. It's good for Hashem. It's all over good. It's, 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 it's a beautiful way. You have the beauty expressed in beauty, but... When we want to say somebody who was born on the second day of Iyar, so there's one way of saying it, the second day of Iyar, that is the birthday, as we say it. But it's also called Tiferes Shabbat Tiferes, the beauty of the beauty. That is the day that the Rebbe Maharash, the Rebbe Reb Shmuel, the youngest son, the seventh son of the Tzemach Tzedek. You want to tell me The seventh son of the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Maharash. Rabbi Shmuel, he was born on the second day of the year, which is beauty of the beauty.
1: Would be like
0: given Tzedakah, would be the beauty of the beauty, wouldn't it? Well, Tzedakah, of Tzedakah, like you're saying, would be like in the, just to take an example for what it says in the Pricky votes in the commentators right. over there if a person will take all his money and give it away to tzedakah, so that he becomes poor, that's not beauty, because that's extreme. Extreme. That's going, it's extreme. What it is, is you have to live a balanced life, which means you give tzedakah, but you also make sure that you yourself you have, enough, enough. have enough to, is to it, live is on. Isn't the tithing, the 10% difference. up to 20% if you're Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, that's, but that's, but also that is only, you know, somebody who's a billionaire and he's going to say that he's only going to give up to 20%, that's not, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Everything depends on really on the circumstances. Now we're talking about in the average, but everything we have to know, I, I once gave over the, the uh, word that I heard of my, my teacher he used to say when I was in Israel. He told me that in the ethics of our fathers, there's an expression of a there that there are various kinds of people. Sometimes people say, what's mine is mine, and what's mine is yours. Or he says, you know, that's a righteous person. You know, he gives, you know, everything. Some people will say he's a foolish person, but whatever. Uh, then with the person that says, what mine is mine, and what yours is mine, He's an evil person, you know. I mean, we know a lot of those. Okay, so, all right. but then we have one who says, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is yours. So, what is that? So, the Mishnah gives two extreme opinions. One opinion says, that's the average. Mine is mine, yours is yours. We're just, that's the middle way. This is the average, middle way. But the other one says, no. That's the Uh, behavior the way they did in Sodom. If you must have heard this, the city of Sodom and and Amora, they were destroyed because they were evil people. So, he said he doesn't understand. How could there be such a disparity between one opinion says this is good, the other one doesn't say bad. It says it's like Sodom. It means it's terrible. How could there be such a Discrepancy. discrepancy between two opinions about the same? What is it? Is it so bad? Why would the other one say it's average? So he said like this, he explained very simply. He says, everything depends on the circumstances. If a person who is destitute, and the other person is destitute as well, if the two of them, they say, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, that's an average, that's okay, because he cannot help himself. How's he going to help his friend? They can't help. That's That's okay. On the other hand, if you have an extreme where both of them are very wealthy, nobody has to come out to the other one says mine is mine and yours is yours that's okay okay too but what happens if one person has everything he wants the other has nothing and one says what's mine is mine what's yours is yours that's already like saddam so you cannot just use one yardstick to measure everything everything has to go by what the circumstances so if a person is a billionaire and you're going to say that he, doesn't, he only has to give 20%, he doesn't have what to do with his other 80%. You know, Even after taxes, he doesn't have what to do with that. So he should take his money and try to distribute it to charity the most he can. And the Rebbe makes a point in the Tanya to say, even a person who has money that he needs, he says, if a person gives tzedakah <laughs> because he's trying to get atonement for his soul, Let's say a person did, feels that he did something wrong in his life. And he, he's looking for, God, for God's atonement. And the way to atone for himself is by giving tzedakah. So the the of writes, it's no difference than medicine. If God forbid you're looking for a doctor, you're not going to send, I'm only going to spend 20% of what I own for the doctor's bill. You are going to give to the doctor Whatever. Whatever, whatever it takes mm-hmm. to, to gain your life mm-hmm. so he says your spiritual life is no less important than your physical life if you're giving tzedakah for a specific purpose then you know you you do that and then of course is it
1: okay to give tzedakah if you have done a sin or something?
0: yes it's not only okay it says there's a verse that know, says the sure echo that your sin you should redeem through giving charity you give charity that's how you compensate for yes of course you have to have a feeling uh, remorse as well but certainly tzedakah is one way of 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 gaining atonement now this is all said you know i also told this story many times you know when a person is in need and needs a meal or something you're not going to start looking at your, uh, oh, did I give already 20%? No, you can't, you know, I'm not going to give you your meal. That's, that's, that, that would be like you know, Because I told you the story about, uh, according to the Kabbalah, if you notice, there's a tzedakah box uh, on the table all the time, especially before prayer, when we're going to ask God to help us, like we said before, we want to show a good deed, a good act, An act of kindness. By the way, you know, the Rebbe used to stand every Sunday for many, many hours and give out people dollar bills as a gift so that they can give it to charity. The Rebbe wanted to make sure that everybody gives charity. So the Rebbe gave them a gift, a dollar, and then used that dollar to give it to charity. The Rebbe wanted everybody to have the good deeds. Of course, the Rebbe participated in that itself. It's not really your dollar. Once you get it, it's yours. You can do it, whatever. And thousands of people would come every Sunday to get a dollar from so, the so, Rebbe. So you
1: could buy candy with it if you didn't.
0: Want if it. you didn't want to give, you could. But it's oh. yours. But the Rebbe suggested to you; yes. he gave it opportunity. But most people would do it. Some people would keep the dollar and exchange it for another one, whatever the case is. But the Rebbe motivated them to do a good deed to go ahead and give tzedakah. Now, one time in the by the, 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 the davening. In Chabad custom is that you throw in a couple of uh, coins or whatever you throw in a dollar, whatever you put into the pushka before Shacharit and before Mincha. But we don't do so before Ma'rif because... Nighttime is not a, in the Kabbalah, nighttime is not a time for for, for Tzedakah, the Kabbalah. And one time, the Rebbe was in, uh, in the 770 or whatever there, and he put in a, a coin before Mariv. And one of the older Hasidim, or somebody attacked the Rebbe, says, how could you, dear, put in a coin? It's Mariv, you're not supposed to do that. That's what it says in the Kabbalah. So the Rebbe says, he went into the previous Rebbe, his father-in-law, to ask what he should do to uh, correct his mistake, what he did. He told the previous rabbi the whole story, what happened. That he, um, and <laughs> the rabbi said this, he said the previous rabbi told him that person who was so concerned, he's so upset that you gave tzedakah at night time, he probably doesn't give it at daytime either. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> because he said that, so he says don't. But you know, but in any event, I just got sidetracked there. I just wanted to. to um,
1: One last thing is so if someone's rich, i going to get my coat. Yeah. If someone's rich and someone's poor, right. So it would be the rich should give something to the poor. No, so be what's some of mine is yours.
0: Oh. Yeah, but the truth of the matter, the matter is the truth of the matter. Of but the truth of the matter is, as the Rebbe points out in another place also, the Rebbe points out. That uh, really, Hashem, God, is the one that gives everyone. Now, God has given the person that is uh, more financially uh, with it, that has the ability to help out the other person, to help him out. So, But when the other person helps him out, he's not giving his. God has basically entrusted him gave him something extra gave him some yeah now but the poor person is not fed by the uh, wealthy person neither is the worker fed by the boss that gives him his check it's hashem providing for him but hashem has different ways of providing the wealthy person gets it in a direct way The poor person, in this case, gets it in an indirect way. But the wealthy person isn't giving away (laughs) something of his to the poor person. He's only giving away something that was entrusted to him for him to hold on to it until the time to share it with somebody who is less fortunate than him to go ahead and make sure that the other one has too. So now, the Rebbe says like this. So, if at the end of the day, everything comes from Hashem, Hashem feeds everything and everybody, as we say, and that's why we say that, Ashrei Yoshweh, that's why we say it all the time, three times a day. It has the verse in there, the special verse says, You open your hand and you satisfy all living things what they need, because that's the main verse that Hashem satisfies. So if Hashem does everything, just everybody, why does Hashem have to give it by means of the wealthy person? Why doesn't Hashem give it directly to the poor person? Right. If at the end of the day it's Hashem giving it, why right. do you have to go? Yes, so the Rebbe says something very interesting, a very powerful thought over here. The Rebbe says that Hashem wants there to be kindness in the world. If Hashem would, everybody would have, it would be everybody would see mine is mine and yours is yours. That's not the right way. That's not the way Hashem wants this world to be. Hashem wants the world to be sharing and giving, and people should become kind people, and people should do things for other people. If everybody had everything, then that would create a society of selfish people, everybody living for themselves. Now, of course, the poor person says, Suffering. why am I the one Suffering. to have to get it indirectly, and the wealthy person gets it directly, why doesn't it be the other way around? And that's what we say in the, in the Tehillim, King uh, David says in Tehillim, la if this is the prayer of the poor person, when he wraps himself in lifnei Hashem and he pours out his heart before Hashem, he's, he prays to God. He says, But why am I, you know, I know the world needs kindness, but why am I the recipient and the other one is the giver? Couldn't it be the other way around? But we don't know the mysterious ways of Hashem, you know, and and, and Hashem does it in, 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 in the way. But the bottom line is that one needs to be kind giving. Okay, but that's all sidetracked. Can we let's just go back to this <laughs> to this what it's we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's okay. It's the Wall Street movie. this said greed is good. But they, <laughs> yeah. I don't think <laughs> they <laughs> have. Good the same. for
0: whom? Yeah. No, that's just the an, no, that antithesis sure. of what the Torah right, stands right, for. Right. Yeah. And you know what? And everything that you call today—your iPod, your iPhone, your i, iTunes, i, i—it's all about your own ego, which stands for exit, got out. You know, and that's what it is because yeah, the. Gonna, nah, <laughs> yeah. <that's cute>. <laughs> but. <laughs> the, Torah. But I watch. The Torah what? I watch, yeah, I watch. I watch. Now I watch and I Google <laughs> and I whatever, and everything, I I. Why? Story. Because they, everybody tells you that you are the center of the universe. And the whole world was created, created just to make your pleasures and your everything else. And you have to try to grab as much as you can and, and, and grab more and more and more. But the truth of the matter is that Hashem is the center of the universe and everything evolves about our service to God, to Hashem and all these other stuff isn't at the end of the day going to bring you satisfaction to the complete, because the more you have, the more you want the more you need, and as the uh, Talmud states, a person by the time he dies, he hasn't even gotten half of what he wanted, why is that? You don't die even half of what you... Why is that? Because he says, any person that has 100 wants 200. If he has 200, he wants 400. person always wants double what he has. So therefore, you're never, you're never going to get what you want because you're always, you always want more. So how are you going to get? So by the time you die, and guess what? We're all going to die one day. It doesn't help if you're wealthy and if you're smart and if you're successful, if you're talented... We all are destined. We we're born and we we're going. Those are some things we don't have any choices. You can't buy, can't buy your health with money. You can't buy your life with money. And you gotta. And that's where we all face a common.
1: world, no matter how much money they have, they want more. Right. Well, Rabbi, if you said the poor person is poor because it gives the world an opportunity to give, that's what the Rebbe said, right?
0: Rebbe brings out that idea. Yes.
1: Right. I mean, can you, how do you, I know this is too, not a topic, but like when people get sick and bad things happen to good people, did the Rebbe ever explain, you know, what's the purpose of that? There's two things. So people can help the people? or Okay,
0: well, let me. that's a good idea. That's one good idea that you're saying there. But in the scheme of things, we have to realize that our ability to comprehend the ways of God are minuscule. Okay. So I, I, I would rather say, I just, just like... When you walk in, you know, you're to an operating room, right? I mean, this is an example that is brought. You walk into an operating room. A person who is uneducated, who is not uh, in the medical field, if he walked in just and he the people, he'd start yelling and screaming and saying, what are you guys doing? You're ripping the person apart. You're cutting him up. There's blood going all over the place. But they're trying to make him better. But the, the answer to that is the person is uneducated because he only sees a very small piece of the picture what hashem does even though to us it seems cruel and possible we don't know we don't have the answer to that you know of course in our mind in our state we don't understand it. we don't comprehend it and that's why we we ask god not just to be good but we should be visible good it should be good that we can tangible that we can experience so we ask hashem for blessing good whatever hashem does is good And But there's a good which is hidden, there's a good which is beyond, then there's a good which we can experience in our lifetime, and we want to be, that it should be good for us in a physical, in a very good way. you're
1: saying you you can't explain these things? I can't. And and the
0: other thing is like this. It's very important to make that uh, distinction over here. If God forbid something happens to you, like something, whatever happens to you, or something in your family, or something which is close to you, you as an individual, should say to yourself where can i strengthen my spiritual connection to god so that this will have a good effect on the physical so whatever whatever there's a problem whatever there is something else you yourself should take everything that happens to you in your life as a sign and as a reason for improvement of your own self. And many times when you strengthen your spiritual, then you are able to also extend it to the physical as well. But for another person to say, oh, you know what, something happened to you. The Rebbe took great, a lot of offense to people that would say, and he quoted even the Navi Ezekiel, who criticized the Jewish people and said that something negative about them? God was very, very upset with him for saying that. The Rebbe would be very upset when people would say negative about other people, like they deserve what they got. Some, some there were some rabbis in Israel that justified the Holocaust. And they said, "Oh, because they did this, they did that. That's why a million. That's why a million Jewish children were were were, were, were tortured and killed." And you know, now. That's a terrible thing for a person to pass judgment on somebody else and say, you got punished and you got this because you deserve it. That's something very, very terrible. That's total negative. But for a person themselves, when they're looking for ways, they have to increase their merits. They increase tzedakah, increase good deeds, increase the study. That is uh, a sure way... Of gaining God's grace, good's grace and, 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 and trying to change things around. sometimes for whatever unknown reason there is a decree on the person. the person has the ability to change it around sometimes through prayer, sometimes through good deeds and those are things that you that you do. So that's why it's important. You don't know
1: when that decree is. That's we, don't, decree. we don't
0: know, but we take a best. Room, best that,
1: that Robinson uh, that died in New York that, right where she died? She had an aneurysm and left a bunch of Jews in Georgia. Georgia. Like You think she's devoted her whole life to being Jewish and mitzvah and all that, and then this happens, you
0: know? Okay, you're you're absolutely right. But all we have to say in that case, that we don't know. And, you know, the Rebbe had an expression sometimes, you know, when when God wants to give you a slap, you slap in the face which means the people who are up there, they are the ones that get slapped sometimes, you know? I mean, sometimes, maybe as a community, uh, I mean, again, but these there are so many various different components in there. But you know you know quite well, even in medicine, Kids you know, die. you try you try what you can do, but, you know, even healing, you know, you try. When I say, you know, you don't have any absolute guarantees if you'll take this medicine. This will happen, you know, and a lot of times we try different drugs and we try different things. Okay, so let's just... Uh, let's just go through with the subject at hand uh, I do want to say this So, what happened in the olden days as you know all, all the structure most of the structures were built out of wood and they were very susceptible to fires and unfortunately many times uh, valuable invaluable treasures of, of, of writings and, 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 and artifacts and various different kinds of important stone were destroyed in, in fires Lubavitch also had a very great fire in which uh, many of the Rebbis, the homes and the uh, manuscripts and the many of the things were lost in the fire and never to be replaced. So after that great fire, uh, the tzemach Tzedek, that was the third Rebbe of, of, of Lubavitch. He lived in the city of Lubavitch itself. So he decided to purchase a piece of land and to build a large house it's going to be a fourth for the family, plus a big besmedrish, a big study hall over there, and the uh, master, the one who was in charge, and I guess there was that was divided to different sections, so they had each one had their own masters. So over there, the master of the city, his name was Liubomirsky, he instructed to the one who took care of the, I think that they should prov- vied from a forest that he had. They used trees. They used to cut down trees from the forest. He instructed that anything that was necessary for the Rebbe's family, to give it for free. He just told them, just let them take all the materials they need for free. Now, what happened was that the Tzemach Tzedek wanted that the house should be ready and to dedicate it during the Pesach festival, during Shavuos. So now you have between Pesach and Shavuos, you have a couple of weeks, you have seven weeks, seven weeks. Now we're coming already uh, two weeks after Pesach already, because now we're up to already, or uh, two, I mean, not after the Pesach, like two weeks after the end of Pesach, because or from the second day of Pesach, we're up to Teferesh and Betiferesh. So what happens is, the Rebitzin, that's the wife of the Tzemach Tzedek, her name was Chayamushka. And by the way, as I mentioned to you many times, the Rebbe and his wife also shared the same name as the Tzemach tzedek and his wife. Their both wives' the name were Chayamushka, and the name was Tzemach tzedek, and the Rebbe's name was Brachamendu. So she wanted very much... They used to give birth at home over there. There was no such a thing as going to the hospital, or I shouldn't no, say there was not such no a thing, hospital. but, there was, but they, they just gave birth at home. Mm-hmm. She wanted a new home to give birth in a... I guess, and it was new, and uh, when she uh, started, went into labor, and, you know, she she said that she's going to have the baby, so she went to the new home. She wanted to have the baby over there. She went to the new home, and that home hasn't been used yet at all, and what they kept over there were the Pesach de You know, they probably, to keep her away, store away, they kept the Pesach de and, um, they had like uh, those. They had like a bed, a frame of a bed, that which had which they used to use to sift the flour. You know, everything was was done not like. But today, everything goes in the bakery and everything else over there. They baked and they used all this stuff. They did it over there. So it had a a big net over it, a big sift over it, uh, which they used to sift through the flour for the shemura matzah, for that special matzah that they baked that was over there. So it was after Pesach, so they needed a bed for her into that place. So they brought straw, and they brought uh, uh, coverings, and uh, that's, that's with the bed. That's what they made it. a that's what bed was not made with mattresses. It was made <laughs> with the straw beds. And when they told it Tzedek about it, he quickly came there, and he stood in the room, but he faced the wall during the entire uh, labor he stood it's in the face of the wall, because of tziyud. Yeah, and the Rebbe actually uh, spoke about this later on, because you know, modern times they want the husband to be there with, but it you doesn't.
1: you allowed to,
0: though, right? Uh, so I'm saying, so the Rebbe actually reinforced that that the husband should not be. It's not, it doesn't go with the laws of modesty <coughs> to be at the clean, time. Exactly. I think, okay, you know, it's not the time of, of uh, to be there. But he stood with his face to the wall. And he instructed his sons. It's interesting. um Baruch Shalom, the of Zalman, he told them that in one of the rooms in his house they should say the following verses of Tillam. He told them to say chapter which would be a good instruction when sometimes you got to give advice for women in labor to have an easy labor or a successful labor. He told them to say chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 21, 22, 23, 24, 33, 47, 72, 86, 90, 91, 104, 112, 113 till the end of the book. I don't know who recorded all this and remembered all this.
1: Remember all
0: and actually he instructed And this is something which is interesting. Today they have, like, they put the, sometimes they call it a birth, they will do it in a, in water, like a birth in water. Uh,
1: They
0: still do. Yeah. uh, What? Like in a... We know if they do it. do it, right? Yeah. But in this case, it was actually meant as a purification. He told her that she should immerse herself like in a mikvah Uh before she's going to uh, receive the child, which would mean, giving, taking in the child in a, in, a holy, in, those, uh, uh, in a holy way, and he also gave a, a, a special mm-hmm. uh, black, a, a piece of, of linen in which to wrap the baby. Uh, baby. So it
1: was very uh, common for, in those days for, in childbirth for the baby or the mother or one or the other or both to die
0: yeah, yeah. because
1: there was no there was sanitary hospital. conditions well but not so much that is the complications they didn't know what oh, to right. do and there was there were no hospitals to think of in those days and well, what was a doctor the
0: yeah doctor? but they had midwives like midwives. i guess yeah now the rebbitson would always say that my son was born on a sift bed. You know? <laughs> I get what does it mean? I mean, a sift means a sift the best of the best, you know, you <laughs> sift it through on a sift bed. On the second day of year, on the counting of Tiferet Shabit this was 100 years to date, uh, from the time, I shouldn't say to date, because this was 100 years from when the Baal Shem Tov was revealed, that this was Tov Kuf Tzadik Dalet, so uh, that needed to be Tov Tzadik Dalet, Tov Tzadik One hundred years before. But my, if I'm not mistaken, that was on the eighteenth day of Elul. That's what we learned. That the eighteenth day of Elul was the day that it, the that the uh, Tzamach that the We have to look this up. But she gave birth and one. You, uh, you mean the the Basha Tov was born? No, it was revealed. Revealed. The Wasentem was revealed. Um, uh, the Bris Miller took, of course, eight days later on the ninth day of year, and uh, we'll study it another time. It went a little longer than we had.